Well, hello, everybody. It is May 8th, 2023, and this is Rich Poland. And this is Stacey Ham. And we are coming to you with the Ticket to Rider podcast, the only podcast that talks about all things uh, golf and Ryder Cup on a weekly basis. And uh, it's heating up, Stacey. It is, it is getting close. You know, I actually was on Twitter, I think, uh, last week, and Ryder Cup was a thing. It was a trending. The Ryder Cup was trending. Wow. And wow. Well. It was trending. Yeah. It was trending because of all those European Ryder Cuppers, the four European Ryder Cuppers, um, Ian Poulter, Paul Casey, Lee Westwood, and Sergio Garcia, all resigning their uh, membership of the DP World Tour, which effectively takes them out of the running for this and any other Ryder Cup. No, uh, that's interesting. Why did they? Why did they resign for the DP World Tour? Well, uh, apparently they were resigning to. Uh, at probably, you know, protesting, but they were also, I know like there was a fine and I guess if they don't have to pay, I, they didn't have to pay their fine if they resigned, oh. or at least they don't think I, I, although I thought I heard that they all had paid their fine except Sergio and it also, Sergio was the only one that hadn't paid. Yeah. He didn't pay his fine. Um, but it also comes on the heels of losing the court case in Scotland, which said that the DP tour could, uh, punish them or penalize them for, uh, you know, for, for playing in live tour events. So oh, okay. uh, we'll get we'll get back to that and and the implication for uh, for future Ryder Cups, but uh, the fact that the Ryder Cup was trending, uh, you know, five six months before the Ryder Cup does, you know, just just you know reinforce the fact that it is important. It's reinforced. It important. It's important and to the U.S. players. And I tell you what, I saw an interview with Adrian Moronk uh, talking about how important being the first pole to be in the Ryder cup was to him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, officially this guy, I mean, this guy's, this guy's won a bunch of big champions. It was Australian open. He won, uh, he, you know, he just won the Italian open won the and Irish, the Scottish the open. Scottish open. It was Irish open. Was okay. The Irish, Irish, open. Irish open. Okay. Wow. It's it, three big championships, right? I mean, yep. and, and, and we talked about this. You look at these guys that are resigning. I mean, they're not, they can't hit it like Adrian Moronk and play as well as him these days. So I think Europeans are, yeah, they're going to be young. Yeah, they might be, it might be tough to beat Americans, but I think they're going in the right direction. Younger guys, better guys, not the old, old crew, right? Younger guys, not the old crew. Well, before we get going on the golf, I will say that, that I'm going to rely on you a lot for actually watching golf this weekend. I had a busy weekend, Stacy. I went up and visited my son Sanders up in Seattle and we went, we saw guardians of the galaxy three, which was quite good. Uh, and we went to a Mariners Astros game, which, uh, the Mariners won by the Astros were up. It was pretty cool. So the Astros, yeah. the Astros have a lot of pitching injuries. So they have three of their normal starting pitchers are now out. Luis Garcia just is going to have Tommy John surgery. Uh, your out and Lance McCullers, hasn't pitched this year, but anyway, so they're pitching this guy named JP France. JP France is a 28 year old making his major league debut. He was yeah. a 20th round draft pick called up from the minors because of injuries. And his wife was there and he comes out the first inning and he looks nervous. He's giving up walks and hits, but he gets, I think bases loaded with one out and he got out of the jam. I think he struck somebody out and then somebody flied out, gets out of the jam in the first inning and then he settles down and throws Five innings of no-run baseball. You know, the rest... He, I thought he was really good. He was really good. I mean, you know, it, what's the line that defines, you know, a prospect from a non-prospect? This guy was throwing 94, 95 miles an hour. He had good location. He threw in... A, he had a nice curveball, threw in, you know, a, a slider uh, and a changeup. His changeup was really effective. But anyway, so he goes out and and next couple Astros relievers, you know... Uh, uh, put up zeros and the Astros have scored three runs. So it's three, nothing going into the bottom of the eighth and the, and I'm giving Sanders crap cause I, I'm an Astros fan. And, and he's, you know, even though he grew up in DC and Portland, he's a Seattleite, I think in his own mind. So Seattle scores seven runs in the eighth inning and he's just <laughs> giving me shit all the time. It's just <laughs> crap upon crap. Uh, but it was fun. Uh, the only problem was we wound up, we wound up making it back. I wound up making it back home around one 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh uh, man. Which, you got to stay up there. 
And uh, I, you know, well, I wanted to play tennis the next day. I don't, I, I hate missing my tennis game. So I was out, out playing tennis at, at 745 in the morning oh, with my God. friend Maritzi. But uh, it was fun. It's always fun going to a baseball game. I was just telling you, I think I'll go up and go to another game um, towards the end of the month when I go pick them up to, to bring them back here for Memorial Day. But we have to go well, up and go to a game as well. We have to go yeah, up. we'll have to go one weekend, but we got to stay. I mean, yeah, we got to no, stay and mix up some of our friends or something. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, well, I we'll, think our, we have a friend up there. Yeah, we have a friend up there. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I tell you, Rich, I, there, there are two things in the news that are just absolutely weird. I mean, it's terrible. First of all, you know, these three things. First of all, this kid who went and shot up the kids, the people at that Allen, Texas mall. Oh, my just, God. It, it, and it's just terrible. And he's a right wing guy. And, you know, he's of Latino descent. But, man, these people are really crazy. You know, and then he had the. Yeah. When that happened, you know, again, I'm, I'm looking at Twitter and the right wing people say, you know, this is a this is a illegal immigrant, you know, you know, a Hispanic illegal immigrant. And then the left is, you know, he's a right wing supremacist. Look at his tattoos. And, and they were right. He was a right wing supremacist yeah. with crazy, you know, misogynistic, racist, uh, anti-Semitic. And, you know, of course, he didn't kill even those. He just killed randomly and indiscriminately. It's random just, people. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And then in Brownsville, Texas, you have the guy who ran through the light in this Range Rover and hit a bunch of migrants. But, you know, people said he didn't, the surveillance said it didn't look like he was trying to hit them, but he ran through the light, lost control, and he killed about eight people there. I, I saw was that really he, was, sad. he was booked for manslaughter. Well, and then the last thing is, I don't know if you saw you were watching these, but that, that, the funniest thing is, hey, if you're a star, you can just, it's been done for a million years, you can just touch a woman however you want. Have you seen that deposition by uh, Trump? Oh, my God, Rich. No. It is the worst deposition ever. You know, he's, a, he's, he's, he's been accused of rape by uh, oh, yeah. the writer, Eugene Carroll. Eugene Carroll, yeah. He gives his deposition back in October, and he's like, the lady's like, do you consider yourself a star? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, she goes, well, is that what you do? You just touch women in their private parts? He goes, yeah, well, that's what stars do. He oh, goes, my God. He was like, yeah, that's kind of what happens when you're a star. You get to do all that. And I don't know who, what type of attorneys he's hiring, but, man, I would never let that guy give a deposition. And he's getting old because they gave him a picture of Eugene Carroll. He had his wife and a Eugene Carroll's boyfriend at the time and him. And they, he, the point, he goes, is that Marla? He oh thought God. that he thought that was his wife, and they're like, "No, that's not your wife. Your wife's to the right." I mean, this guy's getting senile. He and Biden are both senile old dudes. Oh my! It, God. It's just amazing. Yeah, it was. I mean, those are the three things in the news today that was just I can't. I mean, did, did you hear the other? Well, first of all, I'm going to shout out to my uncle Alan. It's his 86th birthday today. I just talked to him on the phone. Alan Sanders. Oh. Uh, uh, happy birthday, Uncle Alan! But happy did birthday. you see? Did you see the thing with Bob Huggins in the news? Huggy Bear. What? What happened to Huggy Bear? Huggy Bear He's was not on, doing anything illegal. Uh, Huggy Bear may be canceled. Huggy Bear was on a was on a radio station, uh, doing an interview. Kind of, a, it sounded like kind of a shock jock sports interview, and uh, he referred to, uh, you know, it was when he was at Cincinnati and the rivalry between University of Cincinnati and Xavier, and he referred to the Catholic uh, fans at Xavier uh, using a homophobic expletive. On the radio. Oh, really? Yes, oh. he's already the had to word? apologize. Uh, yes, that one. Oh, God. What is going on? I mean, that's terrible. He's an old Huggy man, bear. too, Huggy Bear. He's an old bear. Yeah, yeah. He's an old bear. Terrible. These people. Get over it, people. Oh, my the world's gosh. a good place. Well, I All right. think well, it's safe. Today, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the elevated event at the Wells Fargo. I, I want to say tournament. something about why the PGA Tour held an elevated event the same week as the Italian Open at Marco Simeone, when some of these guys could have been over in Italy looking at this course that they've never seen before. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe the, the DP Tour changed their schedule so that they made sure that, that, that the Italian Open was opposite an elevated tour event. I don't know. Either way, it's not good if you're an American. It's not good, but the course is beautiful. The grass is thick. Oh my God, the rough, heavy. Oh, it's a beautiful place. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about how the, the we now have we now know who the captain's going to be for the next U.S. Presidents Cup team. That was announced. Uh, we will talk a little bit about Tiger Woods and the legal issues yeah. that he's going through. And finally, we're gonna we lost. Uh, there have been a lot of a lot of uh, you know unfortunate deaths um, and uh, a 
former two-time Ryder Cupper for the U.S., uh, passed away, and we'll talk about uh, his legacy in life uh, oh, before we no. finish today. And then you have to go to Medford, so we're going to try we'll try to go fast because yeah, I know you need. I got to get to the airport. You please. need to get to the airport tonight. All right, so let's talk first about about the Wells Fargo, one of the iconic courses on the PGA Tour. Uh, last year, this tournament was held at Avenel in D.C. because Quail Hollow was being used for the President's Cup. Uh, so I think if you were a betting man, who would you have bet on? You would have bet on Rory McIlroy, who historically yeah. has De been Justin Thomas, yeah, yeah. Or, or or Justin Thomas, who won the PGA right at Quail Hollow. Max uh, Homa, uh, who won? Who Max Homa won here before? He was the defending champion, oh. but he won at Avenel. Uh, but he won in 2019 there. I think. Yeah, but had also won at Quail Hollow. Well, Quail Hollow. Um, not, not, Rory was not good. No, he's terrible. Uh, Justin Thomas got himself in the mix, but didn't play great on the weekend. And Max yeah. Homa got himself in the mix, but you know didn't play well enough on on Friday or Saturday. It yeah, really they all disappeared on Saturday. All those guys, I watched a lot of. Them. They really disappeared on Saturday. You know, the cream kind of rose to the top, and you know it was good. It was, and, and this kid's good. I mean, he's such a good player. Hits a par. He's a good guy. You know, gone a lot of struggles in life. His mom died at 55 years old, cancer. He went to Oklahoma State, and he ended up finishing up at Oregon. So they said he's a really good kid. So, so Wyndham Clark. Uh, Wyndham now Clark. I, I will say, now, is the, of all the players on the PGA Tour, you know, you think about names, first names. You know, golf is sometimes, you know, considered an elitist sport. You think of people's first names that, that kind of connote an elitist background. I would say Maverick, uh, Maverick, Wyndham, and probably Chesson. Are the three names and Harris? Harrison? Harris was Harris English, right? Yeah, that's probably one too. Patton, Patton Kazire, yeah. that's another one. That, yeah. Name, names, yeah. names that 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 middle class families don't give their kids. Uh, but I would put Wyndham right up there with a non yeah. with a non middle class name. Do you think they go to like a Wyndham Resort and they, their parents are having a good time there and they're like, we're going to conceive him and we're going to name him Wyndham. This is where he was he was conceived. You well, think that happens? Well, there aren't any kids named Marriott. <laughs> I, I'm going to name mine Hilton name if I kid. have a kid. I'm going to name my kid La Quinta. <laughs> La Quinta. <laughs> I'm name my kid Bring Red Roof. Here's my son. Fairfield Inn. <laughs> Oh, comfort. I mean, comfort. I'm going to name my kid Comfort. <laughs> oh, God. Country end and sweet. There you go. Well, I know that Wyndham needs a new spokesman because their old spokesman was Brant Snedeker. Remember Brant Snedeker used to do those Wyndham ads? Uh, oh, that's right. I don't even yeah. know. I haven't seen Brant Snedeker at all on tour. I, went, I don't know if he's injured or just kind of Yeah, retired. waiting for the Champions Tour. Because he's not that Probably old. Probably waiting for it. Yeah. Not that old. He's not at all, right? Well, he, you know what he's doing? He has a, you know, in Tennessee, he's got, well, he has all these uh, juniors. I think that's what he spends the majority of his time. He has a bunch of up-and-coming juniors that he had run camp for and schools for. I think that's what he spends a lot of his time doing now in Tennessee. Well, I, I'm good, 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 good for Brent Center. He's always been a great guy. No one's ever. A good guy. Hey, but Rich, I have an issue. I have, I mean. I love this course. I think it's a great course. You know, they've held a lot of big events, but why is the PGA going back there again? Like, you know, I think there are a lot of great courses in America. They're going to go back in the, in a couple of years, right? The PGA is going to be held there again. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, you know, it's a nice city. They've got good infrastructure. I don't know. But can't you go to Pinehurst and have them play number two or a different course where it's tough and it's in a good spot and people, the fans love it. And it's hard. It's difficult. This course is hard, but, you know, there are other courses out there, but I don't know why they keep going back to the same places. Yeah. I'm sure the course is happy with it. Yeah. I'm, you know, I don't know. I, I was listening to a discussion about, about which courses can host majors and, you know, a lot of it really is infrastructure. Is there infrastructure around that, that allows, you know, for tournaments to be there? Yeah. And this course is only like 10 minutes from downtown Charlotte. So it's easy, right? Easy for the fans to get in, easy for the players to get housing. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, big cities have to host a lot of them, a lot of these big tournaments. Well, so anyway, uh, yeah, 
So I, I agree with you. I think that the Wells Fargo, because, you know, they hold an, an, an annual event, uh, would, they, they would put the PGA and, and, and U.S. Opens on other venues. You know, someone said, now, you've played Tory, haven't you? Uh, yes, I love that place. That's probably the best place ever. See, someone, I heard someone say that if there wasn't for the ocean, Tory would just be an, another golf course. But that's not, you don't think that's, well, that's the case. Well, I think, you know, I disagree because you don't see the ocean. Like on the south course, you don't see the ocean that much. On the north, on the north course, you don't see it that much. On the south course, I think on the south course, you see it more than you do on the north course. But I just think the, it's an old layout. The grass is beautiful. The greens are small. So I think it has a lot of character. That's why I think people really, you know, people like it. And I love it just for that fact. I don't, not even having ocean views, you know, like four, three, four holes, you see the ocean. But I tell you, I love it just because it's an old style layout. Well, this was this uh, tournament, the Wells Fargo really turned into a, you know, a two man race between Wyndham Clark and Xander Schauffele. And early on, he didn't, Xander didn't show up. Well, early on Sunday, Wyndham Clark bogeyed, I think, the first hole and, and, and Xander Schauffele caught him. Uh, yep. you know, Wyndham Clark had a two-shot lead, and Xander Schauffele briefly had the, the lead of the tournament, and then he just went into neutral, uh, shot a 70, and Wyndham Clark shot shot 68. That was all he needed, three under par, to go along with his 63 on Saturday, and wound up, you know, winning convincingly by four strokes. I mean, wasn't wasn't close for his first yeah. tour, t- first tour win. He moved to fifth in the FedEx Cup standings. And I will say, for some reason, the Ryder Cup standings are behind always a few days. Uh, they still haven't updated the Ryder Cup standings, but my guess is that he'll move into the top 20 in the Ryder Cup standings. What's his official golf OGW? He went OGWR. From 80, from 80, I think, into the into the 30s. In the 30s. 20, well, 20, that's 20, good. Yeah. yeah. An elevated event's going to do a lot for your official golf ranking. Wow. Uh, and Ryder Cup points, too. You think you'll get a captain's 20. pick? I think he'll be into the top 20. Yeah, I think if he won another tournament, one tournament's not going to get you a captain's pick. Yeah. You know, it's one I mean, what do you think? Ricky Fowler's in the top 50 now. If he wins, he's in the top 50. If he wins the tournament, Ricky Fowler he in the Ryder Cup. If he wins the tournament, he has to win a tournament. But if you look at the guys who are like in the, in the 10th, 11th, 12th, are they going to take Wyndham Clark winning a tournament over Xander Shoffley if he doesn't win a tournament this year? No. No. Absolutely. Are they going to take him over... Right now, in 12th place, I'll tell you, is Tony Finau. Um, even no. after winning last yeah. week, he's in 12th place. Are they going to take Wyndham Clark winning an elevated event over Tony Finau? No. You know, really, you know, you have the last couple spots on the team, which are going to be between Kurt Kitayama, uh, Kurt Kitayama, Sagith Tagala, and then somebody who gets hot. That's, that, that's yeah. it. All right. And Wyndham Clark? Tagala's never won on the PGA Tour, right? Uh, so Tagala is very consistent. He's up there right now. He's yeah. 14th in the Ryder Cup standings, but 14th is really 13th because Will Zalatoris won't play. So right. yeah. anyway, so uh, Xander Schauffele uh, finishes three clear of Harris English and Terrell Hatton in third. Uh, Adam Scott, good week, tied fifth with Tommy Fleetwood. Michael Kim is one of those guys who I think plays well at this course. He finishes uh, four rounds in the 60s. Uh, and he and he gets into the uh, he gets into the Open Championship with this, right? Top, I, top, think, I think I think he does. Uh, Denny McCarthy, yeah, Her- Den- but Her- yeah, Harris English though finished top of third with Ty Hatton. Uh-huh. Those guys play well. Uh, Denny McCarthy uh, so, uh, had the best round of the day on Sunday. He uh, finishes tied eighth uh, with Sunjay M, Brandon Todd, K H Lee, uh, and defending champion Max Homa and Corey Connors. Corey Connors is always on leaderboards. He really is a good player. And I mean, but you see these guys like I, I mean, I'm impressed. Harris English, he's got he plays well. I mean, he was hurt for a while, but he's coming back yeah. to play. You know, like always, he's a good player, right? Well, yeah, he could sneak his way back onto the team. You know, I think he win, needs to yeah. win, ter- win win a tournament. Uh, some some yeah, other he, yeah. some other notables: Ricky Fowler uh, tied 14th with Justin Thomas. Uh, let's see, Seamus Power tied 18th. Patrick Cantlay now has Joe Lacava on the bag. I think that's a I, sign. I guess. Do you hear that? Yeah. Do you hear the story? I read the story about it. I heard, Tiger I heard, told him if he gets another job, you should. He goes, "You'd be crazy not to take that job." That's what Tiger told. Him. Uh, and apparently, Patrick Kentley say he didn't ask Tiger's permission. He just, he yeah. But you know what? The guys, that, I, I, you know, do you call him up and ask him? I don't think you do because 
I don't know. What do you? I think, I guess I think, it, was, I think, it, was, I think it was Justin Thomas. You call and ask him. If it's Patrick Cantley and you don't know Tiger all that well, I mean, he knows him, but he doesn't know him all that well. You probably just, you know, say to yeah, Joe. He Lacava, might not even accept you might a call anyway. Joe Lacava, would Tiger care? Does he need a call? And Joe Lacava said, "No, man, I'll take care of it." Yeah, uh, that, I'm sure that's what happened. Uh, Tony uh, Tony Finau tied 23rd with Matt Kuchar, uh, Tom Kim, Emiliano Grio. Uh, let's see. Uh, Keegan Bradley tied third with Matthew Fitzpatrick. Francesco Molinari tied second. Victor Hovland tied a terrible Sunday. He shot 66 on Saturday and then 77 on Sunday. Wow. Uh, That's finished tied 43rd. And uh, let's see. Uh, Cameron That's Young. That's a weird score, right? I mean, you shoot 66 to 77. That's like an amateur. Uh, Cameron Young, not a good week, tied 59th. And then. Some guys who you got to be worried about on the American side. Jordan Spieth shot, I think, 77 on Friday to miss the cut. And Cor and Colin Morikawa missed another cut. Yeah. I, yeah, you got to be worried about those two guys. Kurt, Kurt, I Kiyama, mean, Kurt Kitayama also missed the cut. Zy uh, uh, Ryder Cup hopeful as well. I mean, overall, it's a great, uh, great week, right? Great week. Great week. What a great week. Of, and another name, too, would be Hayden Rich. Hayden would be one of those names that you uh, Hayden, yes. Hayden Buckley. Hayden. That is that is yeah. that is definitely a yeah. And I won't yeah. say Keegan so, is because because Mariah, my office manager, who is definitely not upper class, she has a Keegan. Keegan just can be yeah. Irish. That's true, right? It's not a common name, but but uh how about Kramer Hickok? That's another one. Great. Yeah, that's definitely another one. Bo Hostler. Oh yeah, that's kind of a well all right what else do we got i know in the champions tour the winner this week was stephen ames the stephen ames. the canadian slash bermudan stephen ames yeah. uh who famously once challenged uh tiger and then tiger beat him like like 10 and 9 in the match play yeah i mean it's just a good golf i, I mean i you know you, you and i both golf like we i always say every week. we're both golf geeks but I mean, this is an interesting golf. I mean, I watch it all. I mean, I'm flipping from channel to channel. I'm like looking at Peacock. I'm doing it all. Like, so I'm looking at Stephen Ames. Looks like he's eating his way into a size 50. And then you got uh, Miguel Ano Jimenez who played well. Uh, you know, who else is there? Tanagawa, he's a good player, that guy. He hits it a long ways and is just really good. Brett Quigley. I mean, a bunch of these old guys, man, are playing well, huh, Rich? Yeah. Lee Jansen, Bernard Longer, Billy Mayfair, all the names that we kind of grew up on, right? Yeah. Well, the DP Tour, yeah. I mean, the Champions Tour is going to rely on them because they have to have assumed that they were going to get Lee Westwood and Phil Mickelson eventually and some of yeah. these guys who went to the Live Tour who now aren't going to be, you know, joining those Champions Tours because they're making more money to finish, you know, 37th on the Live Tour. Yeah, it, it's amazing. But I tell you, I mean, it's, what a good week of the golf. I mean, and I love watching it. Steve Flash, tell, Paul Stankowski, all these guys. Tell tell everybody about the Italian Open because I again I I did not wow. have a golf watching weekend, but I wow, heard wow, I wow, heard wow. I heard that the Italian Open was already set up the way the Europeans want to set up a Ryder Cup course, kind of like Golf National was, where the rough is awful and punitive. Uh, the rough is awful. I mean, really long. They already have the stands up for it already, Rich. The stands are already up. So, I mean, it's long. I mean, these guys, it, it, and I love, you know, like I said, we're golf geeks. I love Europe. I love the DP tour. I love that it comes on because I don't sleep well. I love that it comes on late, early, late at night, early in the morning for us. But I tell you, this Adrian Moran, you know, we've been following him for a little bit. I really like this guy. There's not a lot of Polish golfers out there, right? I mean, so I really like this guy's game. The course is beautiful. It's going to be tight. It's going to be... It's going to be, uh, the rough is going to be high, and it's out in the middle of like all this a big city kind of rich. I mean, I didn't realize there were so many homes around it. But Adrian Moran, I mean, he beat this uh, Langwaith. Langwaith, I guess that's how you say this guy's name. And Langesque. Oh, uh, Langwaith, Lang right? Oh, that's oh, how you said it. Langesque. That's French, yeah. Yeah, it's French, yeah. He's, yeah. So, and then, you know, it's just, he's, these guys are so good. I mean, it's, like you said, Adrian Moran gets, we get to see him in the States, right? So he plays well on the States, in the States. But I tell you, I mean, this, this leaderboard is full of guys that are hopeful, right? Adrian Moran, 
You have uh, Nikolai Hogard. You also have Nick, Nicholas Hogard. You have Victor Perez. Jorge Campillo. I mean, Jorge Campillo has been very good this year. Victor Perez. Those are top ten uh, finishers. Yeah. Col- Colum Schwinken has has played well recently. He's top ten. Um, uh, the, the other guys, Yannick Paul uh, is a Ryder Cup hopeful. He's tied 23rd. It's interesting. You know, we always thought Rasmus was better than Nicholas, but lately Nicholas has been playing better than Rasmus. Rasmus was I know. tied 47th. Uh, interesting. But I tell so he, but did you, you know, this Polkinen guy, you ever watch him, the Finnish golfer? Uh, yeah, yeah Puikinen. Puikinen. Uh, do you think, I mean, just the hat kills me. I, I mean, I don't get it. Who's the, who wore the hat? Sam Snead? Or the same hat? Sam Snead hat, yeah. Yeah, same Snead hat, yeah. Very good finish golf, very good golfer, but I'm telling you, there's some good golfers in the European Tour. I mean, because we watch it a lot, so we know who they are. But I just think it's going to be a young, It's going. this is going to be one of the best Ryder Cups. Because, you know, there are going to be a lot of guys that will be nervy, but there are going to be a lot of guys that are really going to be firing it. They have nothing to lose, right? I mean, you're going to get Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth and you're this uh, Adrian Moronk guy, what do you have to lose, right? Well, you know, Zach Johnson is going to have to be a good coach because this is a course for Zach Johnson, right? Zach Johnson didn't hit the ball long. He hit the ball straight, hit good irons, and he could putt. And he's going to have to tell, you know, guys like Justin Thomas and Cameron Young and Sam Burns, hey, you know, put your driver away on on a 430-yard par four with punitive rough because if you hit the ball with your, you know, with your driving, driving iron or with your five wood, you know, 200, 270 yards, you're going to have a, a nine iron or a wedge into a green. Yeah. But if you hit a driver trying to get it down by the green and you go into this fescue stuff, you're not going to get a par. You're, you're going you're gonna, to you're get a par. You're not going to get a par and you're going to lose the hole. You know, put your put your you know what back back in your pants, take out your driving iron. Yeah. And and hit a nine iron and 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 make a fifteen foot putt for birdie and you might win the hole and if not that's, you know and if they and if your opponent can make a fifteen foot putt to win a hole you know good for them but that's an interesting point you bring up Rich because you know if you look at our players I mean we really don't have the bombers like we usually have right we don't have DJ uh, we don't have Bryson we don't have Kepka yeah. I mean those guys are longer than than Beast and Thomas. So these, you're right. These guys are really going to have to like put it back in their pants and hit a, hit clubs that can get them into the get in the fairway. Because we saw what happened. When we were in. Uh, we saw what happened. We we're in Paris, right? I mean, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Wasn't and good at gonna, all. And it's gonna. It's it. This course looks like it's even more of a challenge for for the bombers. It's, it's, it's absolutely pretty beautiful. Well, we can't wait. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait either. Yeah, and and. Okay, so that was that. So you you were just about to go to the LPGA. Yeah, the LPGA. Oh man, this is another good tournament. Play, uh, this is an international tournament. is a a, a, a comp- competitive tournament, team competition for the LPGA. I mean, what a cool tournament! Hosted at one of my favorite courses uh, in San Francisco, uh, Harding Park. It was the uh, it, it was a team competition. So I, but the teams had to qualify, Rich. I mean, I think it was uh, Australia, USA, Thailand, China, and during the week these girls, these these teams all played each other. But the final four teams that came down: the Team Thailand, Team USA, Team Sweden, and Team Australia. And I just want to say, Team USA got boat raced by Thailand the last day, uh, and then Australia, I think. Sweden beat Australia, or Australia beat Sweden. So in the final, it was uh, Thailand against Australia, and the Thai team really beat them. I, I, I'm trying to look at the result because I just watched most of it. Um, let's see if you can you find it. Uh, looking for it. Yeah. I I couldn't make heads or tails of the results to be honest with you. Yeah. So, anyways, I know it was Team Thailand ended up winning the crown. Uh, the Tiffany Crown, those four of those girls, and man, were they good! Is uh, it was a, the two sisters, Amar- Amari, and then it was the other Tithika girl, and it was uh, and they played. They were really good. I mean, I watched all the matches. The course was hard. It was cold and windy, but what a good uh, what a good tournament! I just love it because they all it's almost like Ryder Cup. Yeah. You know, the girls 
the girls play together. I think for the U.S. team, it was Danielle Kang, it was Le- Nelly Corda, Lily Agu, and Lexi Thompson yeah, were it's the a, team. It's a good preview of the Solheim Cup. It's a preview of the Solheim Cup. But, you know, it's disappointing because a bunch of the girls from Europe uh, didn't uh, – uh, Georgia Hall and uh, I forget the uh, – Char- Charlie Hall. Char- Charlie Hall, right? Yeah, and Georgia Hall. They both pulled out. Oh. They said they put out due to injury, so they have some girls that were uh, next in line. And they, the English school girls or the British girls are really good. I mean, they were just really, really good. The women's but game. But, yeah, I mean, I'd love the tournament. The women's game's in good shape, Stacy. The women's game's in really good shape. I mean, American girls are just good. I think I think the, the success of the Far Eastern girls has kind of spurned on, you know, there, was, there probably was a bit of a complacency in the rest of the world. And and the success of the Far so. Eastern girls have kind of spurred on the Europeans and the Americans to 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 keep yeah. up. And and there's some such good young players now, uh, you know, not just from the Far East, but from America and and yeah, and, amazing. and and Europe. Well, let's do it, uh, so. So let's do let's do the Ryder Cup standings, and then if you have to leave, I'll, I'll finish up. But, I but we have so much to cover, and I want to get you to the airport. Um, so very quickly, the the Ryder Cup standings on the American side are not updated as of two hours ago from the Wells Fargo. So it's Scheffler, Homa, Cant, uh, Cam Young, Spieth, Burns, and Cantlay in the top six. Then Morikawa, Zalatoris, Justin Thomas, Xander Schauffele, Kurt Kitayama, and Tony Finau, the next six. Those are the 12. And then Chris Kirk, Sagith Tagala, Tom Hoagie, Keegan Bradley, Taylor Moore, Brooks Kepka, Harris English, Davis Riley, Russell Henry, Ricky Fowler, and 23rd is Phil Mickelson. Uh, because of his second place fi- uh, finish in the Masters, but that'll all change. Wyndham Clark will probably move into that. Xander Schauffele will move up uh, based on the Wells Fargo. On the European side, on European points, John Rahm, uh, Roy McIlroy, Yannick Paul, and Victor Perez. Although Adrian Moronk's win put him eleven spots up to fifth, so I think wow. if he, he's probably going to surpass either Yannick Paul or, or Victor Perez. And, then, and he's getting these points to the world ranking. These are the, those are the European, world ranking points. Those are the European, European points. points. But he's also moved up to, um, well, I'll go over in the, in the European, uh, in the world points, you have Ty Hatton, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Victor Hovland, and Tommy Fleetwood. Those eight would be the, 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 the uh, automatic bids. And then the next four who would be, you know, in line for captain's picks, Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, Seamus Power. But Adrian Moronk goes ahead of Alex Noren, and Robert McIntyre, who are who are now outside the top twelve, um, wow. so so Adrian Moronk is now twelfth. If you go, you know, well, he's eighth on world points of the players who don't get in on on European points. So he's made his way onto uh, qualifying position, and he, as I said, he was interviewed and was um, very excited about the Ryder Cup, which is great to hear. Yeah. That is, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I was just looking at the rankings. Yeah, I mean, it's so man. I'm just excited about this. These younger players. I mean, there's going to be some good. There's going to be some older players that make it. But man, there's these young guys are playing well. I'm excited for Europe, team Europe. So, so we've talked a little bit about the Marco Simeon course. I said at the at the onset that it really, you know, it kind of bugs me. I thought one of the reasons the U.S. was so unprepared for uh, for uh, Golf National was that nobody came over to see the course when they held the French Open there. And again, nobody's there from the American team. I mean, even Zach Johnson wasn't there, right? Zach Johnson missed the cut at the Wells Fargo. He wasn't in it, in, in Italy. I bet Luke Donald... You think Zach Johnson would go over there and play in that tournament, right? I think so. I, you know, I didn't see Luke Donald's name anywhere, but I, I bet you Luke Donald was over there watching. I think, he, yeah, they may mention that he was there. And watching all the players, yep. but I think if I'm Zach Johnson, I would have went over and played in that tournament just to get the feel for the court yeah, and, and how it's set up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't go. You, you know, you think he would go. I mean, but maybe he's playing in the elevate. Was he even in this tournament? He probably he not played. even in the elevate. No, he played. He missed. Oh, the he cut. did. He missed cut. He missed the cut. Yeah, he should have gone over. Should have gone know over. What I mean? Well, uh, the last captain in France. Who lost was you remember who the who the captain in France the losing captain was for the U.S. Jim Furyk, right? Jim Furyk. So Jim Furyk was just uh, made the captain for the next Presidents Cup team, and he's also a vice captain for Zach Johnson in Italy. So is this the first time he's been uh, captain of the president? Yeah, oh, okay. it, kind of, it kind of upsets me because you know yeah. I, I I think especially for the Presidents Cup, 
you know, the President's Cup is the lesser event. So, you know, let somebody like Justin Leonard or David Duvall, who yeah. won a major, but, you know, didn't maybe have the longevity of his career. I agree. Let those guys captain the President's Cup, unless they're a douche. I agree. You know, you're not going to let John Daly captain the President's Cup. Fine. Yeah. But, you know, sure. Justin Leonard's not a bad guy. Everybody likes Justin Leonard. Let him cap. Let him captain something. He played on, yeah. he played on a lot of Ryder Cup teams. He had an iconic putt to win a Ryder Cup. I'm sure he played on yeah. a bunch of President's Cup teams. Let freaking Justin Leonard, you know, captain a team I instead agree. of retreading. You know, I know you're going to lose Mickelson, that he would have been a captain, and probably DJ at some point. But, but yeah. come on, there's you got a, Tiger. I mean, I mean, you, you know, you could have Stuart Stuart Sink played on lots of Ryder Cup and Presidents Cup teams. He's still playing well. Let's Stuart play well. Let Stuart Sink yeah. captain captain a team. I agree. I agree. We gotta like just stop getting these guys. So, so next, the Presidents Cup probably going to be uh, Steve Stricker, probably right. I mean, yeah, but, yeah, Steve yeah that's or Zach probably Johnson. what they end up doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, or Zach Johnson. Yeah, but, I think you're right. We've got to change it. Change another guard. We got to get I, these new guys in here. I don't know if they're just doing it to get him a win, you know, so because he lost the Ryder Cup. But you know, that kind of that kind of. I mean, seems, does it really seems, matter his career at this point? I don't no. think it does. Right. All right. Yeah. We got to talk about Tiger. So so Tiger's not having not having a good month. First, he has his ankle fused. And now it comes out that his former girlfriend, what's her name, Erica Herman, is that her name? Yeah, yeah, Erica Herman, yeah. Is no relation to Jim Herman. No relation. Um, but is suing him because she said that he coerced her into a sexual relationship when he, she was the manager of his restaurant in Jupiter, Florida, and made him sign, coerced him into a sexual relationship and made him sign a prenup or a, some sort of pre-relationship agreement. They never got married, which is now unenforceable, and therefore she should get, you know, tens of millions of dollars. Wow. wow. I mean, if it's well, even she knows the guy's track record. Come on. If it's even remotely true, though, come on, Ty. You, you can't, you know, look, I'm a small businessman. I can't, not whatever, do it anyway, but I can't hit on my employees. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you I mean, can't do that. I mean, hey, baby, you can say you smell like chicken and I that chicken was good. We got the restaurant. Can you come over? I mean, Jesus, I, I even the matter point, you know, years, years ago when I, you know, I had a crush on somebody who worked in, in my hospital. Uh, and I think and I was pretty sure she had a crush on me. She liked me. I did not even mention anything to her until she was out the door, until she went to work yeah. for somebody else. And that's the way you do it, right? And that's the way you do it. Uh, I mean, Tiger, like, he knows this isn't going to end well. Maybe he likes drama. He knows this isn't going to end well. I mean, this girl's a restaurant here. I mean, not even a restaurant here. She's a worker at a restaurant, at your restaurant. And now you're going to pick her up. And now you make her sign an agreement. And now you're like, you know it's going to end badly. You know, you're going to get tired of her. You're Tiger freaking Wood. You want a different woman every freaking month, probably. You're going to get tired of her. And this track record shows you're not going to be with one woman. He had a beautiful wife, right? Send her to the airport. And then when she shows up on the airport for a weekend retreat, his lawyer's there and tells her that she's out. I mean, that he, he doesn't have the balls to like tell the girl, hey, baby, you know what? This isn't working out for me. I think we got to end this. And by the way, I'm going to pay you some hush money to go on your own. I'm going to make sure you're taken care you're taking, of. You're taken care of. You don't say anything. How much physics do you need? Uh, here's Charlie and here's my daughter. You could have them. And then how much money do you need? You know, it's like give her some money and like in a nice way and do it. Have a good split. What's he doing? But maybe he likes his controversy. You know, right. maybe he does. That's Tiger. Let's move on to the DP tour and and the announcement that all four of these veteran European uh, players are have resigned from the DP tour. Basically, they they've said we're not going to be Ryder Cup captains and we're never going to play in a Ryder Cup again. And it makes us sad, but we're doing it anyway. Lee Westwood, Paul Casey, Ian Poulter, Sergio Garcia. Sergio Garcia, the all-time points leader in the Ryder Cup. Uh, still, That's like four captains right there. Yeah. yeah. Four captains. I guess on. Monty, they need to call Monty back to be a captain. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they can finally do do the right thing by Sandy Lyle. In, in, in a couple of times in this podcast, we've had this, the curious case of Sandy Lyle, while he, why he was never a, a, a Ryder Cup captain. Maybe they can get Sandy Lyle. He seems like a good guy. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's kind of a little sad, actually. I mean, you know, they made their bed, and I think you could put Henrik Stenson in the same category. Uh, 
they made their bed. They now have to lie, lie in it. But uh, it is kind of sad that those guys, you know, are such great Ryder Cup players. And yeah, it's very sad. So the other controversy that came up with, you know, with the live tour was the fact that Taylor Gooch, who's won the last two live tournaments, was automatically qualified for the U.S. Open because he finished in the top 30 on the PGA Tour last year. But because he went to the live tour before uh, and didn't play in the tour championship, the PG, uh, the U, uh, the USGA changed the rules. So uh, they said that Taylor Gooch is not eligible for the U.S. Open because he didn't actually play in the tour championship. And there's been a firestorm of comments from Phil Mickelson and other people involved with the Live Tour about the hypocrisy of the of the of the uh, USGA about that. Have you, you see any of that? I didn't see any of that, but you know what? It, it, the rules are the rules, right? I mean. If they were on the tour happy and people tried to went to the live tour and tried to do this, they'd be they'd be like it's not fair. So the rules are the rules. And so I'm just gonna I'm you know just, what I'm just gonna read. This is from one of our favorite uh, columnists, Emin Lynch, and he said oh. since accused of a since being accused of a quote unquote dick move by Phil Mickelson is com is comparable to having the Pope commend one's catechism scholarship. Mike Wan, who's the head of the USGA ought to take the stigmatic legend's intended insult as a compliment and file it as yet more evidence of how Mickelson never emerges best in USGA contests. Mickelson attacked Juan in defense of Taylor Gooch, who Mickelson felt was unfairly discriminated against by a change in exemption criteria that cost him an automatic spot in next month's Open. Having now taken a stand in support of someone treated shabbily by turn tournament regulations, it can only be a matter of time before Mickelson steps forward to shield those who might find themselves at the business end of his employer's bone saw. Gooch himself has a highly developed sense of injustice, at least as it relates to Taylor Gooch. And last week, he bemoaned the Australian government deducting a hefty amount of tax from his $4 million winning at the Live Tour yeah. event in Adelaide. He's complaining about money. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. eager to keep pace in the victimhood stakes, Lee Westwood was amongst four players to resign their DP Tour World memberships after a British sports arbitration panel ruled that the European Tour can sanction members who played in live events without permission. Um, he's conflating separate reasons why the live enterprise upsets people. And this is part of the thing with the live tour that, you know, the people who say, well, it's just a rival tour, just kind of forget the fact of who's sponsoring it or, 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 you know, kind of marginalize the sponsors of the live tour. And, you know, you know, the only one who's ever said anything kind of negatively against the Saudi government was actually Phil Mickelson himself. Right. Yeah, that's right. He's the only one, right? Everybody else is afraid and get the toes dropped off. That's right. Anyway. Uh, well, that's interesting. Very interesting. But, you know, I think these, this tour is going to, this is going to go back and forth. It's been quiet for a while, but it's going to go back and forth. But you know what? I think that, I think the PGA Tour is better. I mean, it's still exciting to watch the PGA Tour, right? Yeah. I mean, I was reading, did you see that guy on Twitter the other day? This guy was talking about, well, I lived, I just bought my ticket. I live in Dallas and I just bought my ticket to Tulsa and it's so nice to go see some people a good golf tournament and who needs the PGA tour? I was like, whatever. It was, it was a stupid thing on Twitter. This guy was posting. It's ridiculous. Well, I think a lot we of all need the PGA a lot tour. of those folks are bots or yeah. there was apparently an article that came out that they're uh, starting to examine the connection between Trump enterprise Trump enterprises and the live tour because you oh, know, yeah because if Trump runs for president and and if there's a if there's a there's not supposed to be any money any foreign influence in presidents in presidential candidates and the live tour is the Saudi government uh yeah. and you know a, a huge percentage of their tournaments at least in America have been at Trump uh, facilities but yeah anyway. are, are any of this I don't think any are there there this year right oh no yeah the, they're they're the next tournament is in Tulsa. That's not a Trump facility, but then they have they have Doral as Trump, and the one that's oh, going to be in wow. Washington is Trump, and then the one that's at Bed and they're going back to Bedminster. They're going to wow. So he really is in bed with them. Oh yeah. All right. Wow. Well, before we go, because I, I want to get you to the airport, uh, the golfing world lost uh, a two-time Ryder Cupper, Cupper and PGA Championship winner Don January. So we want to always pay homage to the European and American great golfers, uh, Ryder Cuppers who have passed away. So Don okay. January had an amazing life. 
an amazing golf life. He was uh, born in, in Texas, uh, Plainview, Texas, uh, went to school in Dallas, and he went to North Texas State. And I'm like thinking, North I'm, Texas State. I'm, yeah. thinking, I'm thinking, well, that's no big deal. But then North Texas State won four consecutive NCAA titles from 1949 to 1952. And so he joined, wow. he joined the uh, PGA Tour and won 10 tour titles uh, with his one major being the 1967 PGA Championship with an 18-hole playoff victory over Don Massingale. Uh, yeah, and he, he also lost in the 61 PGA Championship in a playoff. Uh, and that was back when they did a full you know, 18-hole 18, 18 playoff. And he actually shot well. He, he had a 68 bar... Uh, um, and Jerry Barber just shot 67. He won the Varden Trophy. Listen to this. He won the Varden Trophy for the lowest scoring average on the PGA Tour in 1976 at the age of 47 and played on Ryder Good. Cup teams wow. in 1965 and 1977. Wow, he was old. Yeah. Um, wow. He also was responsible for the, for the rule change that said you couldn't like let the ball sit on the edge of the cup waiting for it to go in more than 10 seconds because he once waited seven minutes for a ball to drop that never did Seriously? in 1963 <laughs> in the phoenix open seven um, minutes as i was that's as like I, an eternity as i was looking you know through this thing about don january um one of the things that struck me so i'm looking at the Ryder cup um let's see if i can get to this i was looking at his Ryder cup record and again, he played in 1965, and then he played again in 1977. And one of wow. the things that struck me, I'm looking at the Ryder Cup. 1965 and 1977, 12 years. Whoa. 12 years apart. And in 1977, he's an, he's an older guy. Um, but anyway, I'm looking at the 1965 uh, 65 Ryder Cup, and I noticed that Jack Nicholas is not on the team. And, and I also noticed that Arnold Palmer, I think that year was a rookie on the team. And I'm like, wait a second, those Jack Nicholas was already winning majors in 1965. And, and Arnold Palmer had been around forever in those days. They didn't let guys, uh, go under the Ryder cup until they had been established on the PGA tour for five years. So that's oh, why wow. in 1965, when John J Don January played for the first time, um in a u.s victory u.s won that won that match at royal burkdale um by 19 and a half to 12 and a half uh arnold Palmer, well, arnold palmer wasn't a rookie but he had only been on two prior Ryder cup teams jack nicholas wasn't on the team uh john john january was a 35 year old rookie and went uh two and two uh one uh yeah two and two lost a singles match lost a Double uh, two, two, and one lost his single, or no, actually uh, halved his singles match, lost two foursomes matches, and won two four ball matches. And then that's uh, amazing. And then he played again in 1977. And what was interesting in 1977, I don't remember this. I mean, we were kids. Is they didn't really play a lot of matches in 1977. Um, the overall score of the U.S. won at Royal uh, Litham and St. Anne's by 12 and a half to seven and a half. There really weren't a lot of matches. They played four Thursday foursomes, Friday, uh, uh, five four balls on Friday, and then singles matches, only nine singles matches or 10 singles matches on, on Sunday. And Don January didn't play a whole lot. I mean, but this time he's 40, you know, 47 years old. He was 0-1-1, losing his singles match and tying his foursome to match. Let's see who he lost to. He lost to Peter Dawson and and... Played in uh, uh, e. Peter Dawson, Peter the Dawson. announcer. Announcer is that an announcer? I, I, I don't. I didn't recognize the name. He he played with Ed Sneed and have the match with Emin Darcy and Tony Jacklin. Wow. So anyway, uh, rest in peace, Don January. Uh, a, a life well lived. Uh, Ninety three years old. Uh, and uh, yeah, they said he was a. They were Brando Chamblou was talking about him yesterday. He said he's a. He was one of the classiest man, men around, a beautiful, silky, smooth swing, and he was just a good, good, just a good gentleman. So, oh, yeah. Imagine, imagine, that would be like Matt Kuchar winning the, uh, winning the Varden Trophy this year. Yeah, that's true, right? Yeah. Whoa.
I mean, 47 years old and winning and winning the Var the Varden Trophy. Man. Well, rest in peace, Don January. Rest in peace. Well, uh, next week uh, we will be back. Next week they're down to two seven in Texas, right? They're they're starting their Texas tour. Is this the Byron Nelson Open or which one is this? Uh, I think is it the Byron Nelson or is it the Colonial? Oh, it's the Colonial, but it, I think you're right. The Colonial, and then they go the PGA Champions right after that, right? Uh huh. So it's going to be a light field this week, probably. Yeah, no, it's not an elevated event. Well, yeah, it's not an elevated event. It's going to be a light field. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, I was trying to get into the U.S. Open, trying to get into the um to the. It, this is gives you Open Championship. You get the top uh -huh. ten or no? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take you out, Stacy. One of my favorite singer-songwriters uh, also died. This was a bad week. But uh, the man that Bob Dylan once said had never written a bad song, uh, the Canadian troubadour Gordon Lightfoot, passed away this week. And oh, really? Probably best, best known for The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, uh, Sundown, Hairless Highway, but I got to tell you, this is this is one of my very favorite songs. It, it reminds me of a specific person. Uh, it's just so sad. Uh, but it's probably one of the greatest songs ever written about about kind of a lost relationship. And uh, rest in peace, Gordon Lightfoot. As I said, Bob, and when Bob Dylan says you've never written a bad song, then you've never written a bad song. Um, so we'll be back next week. That is true. Uh, and and here's to you, Gordon Lightfoot. You could remind my love What tale my thoughts could tell Just like an old-time movie About a ghost from a wishing well In a castle dark Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet You know that ghost is me And I will I could read your mind, love, what a tale your thoughts could tell. Just like a paper bag in a hall, the kind of drugstore sell. When you reach the part where the heartaches come, the hero would be me. The hero of the faith. You won't read that book again because the ending just too hard to take. What a great song.